0: sell it, never sell out of it I probably only sell
1: one Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond It's 12 noon, and I'm AWOD This is the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan Now at 105, 1 FM Here with you on a Wednesday, February 21st We are live and local here in the 804 And always available on the free Odyssey app As I'm trying to get over the loss last night for VCU Just a terrible game from start to finish, the Rams could not buy a bucket. Their team captain, Sean Berstow, could not make a layup. It was ugly. Not fun to watch from start to finish. I sat there out at Rams' house last night and watched the whole damn thing. Then had to host a post-game show as fans left the bar angry and upset. It was just an upsetting Tuesday night. As it was one of those games we were talking about with Michael Phillips right there. Ryan Odom had no answer. So he chose to go to the back of his bench. For the first time in four games, you saw Fats Phillips, Roosevelt Wheeler made an appearance, and I thought both looked decent. Rose might have gotten himself out of the doghouse there, as you got nothing from Christian Furman and Toby Lawall against Josh Cohen, and Rose used his big body to keep Cohen out of the bench and actually finished with two dunks around the rim. And the Rams will look to rebound and bounce back Sunday at home versus St. Joseph's. That game is already sold out, and you'll hear it right here on 910 The Fan. This Sunday, the pregame coverage starts at 315. We'll talk 810 hoops today as we look at the standings and VCU's chances of a double buy with less than a month away from Brooklyn, New York for the 2024 810 tournament. That's the most important thing that VCU locks down for me. You have to be a top-four seed in the 810 tournament. Can't afford to be playing in the Pillow Fight Tuesday, or have a chance to get knocked out on Wednesday, double-bye is crucial for the Rams. It's a Wednesday, so that means we'll talk Hokies. The Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth at 1.30. Both the men's and the women's team got wins over the weekend. Men demolish UVA, and the women, they're trying to work their way towards maybe even a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. And then we'll discuss local sports today with the sports director, Gary Hess. We drive down Richmond Highway with the czar, at 2:15. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world with the Sports App. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Oh, come on. Are you serious? wi 5 plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. Sports App. So we were just talking about VCU. Best win of the season, I thought, at St. Louis. You scored 95 points on the road turn around and have your worst loss of the season. That's kind of the way college basketball works sometimes. UConn was voted the first ever unanimous number one coaches poll in the AP uh, this past week for the season after destroying Marquette by 28 points. Then they throw up a stinker and lose to Creighton. Here's the final call on 6:20. the zone. Jays win! They knock off Number one in dominating fashion. 85 to 66. It's a mob scene on the floor. Then you had a really good matchup there between Utah State and San Diego State. Utah State, of course, in the Mountain West, where Ryan Odom came from. And they take over the top of the Mountain West Conference with that big win. Over San Diego State, 68-63. to Here's the call on Learfield. Gives it to Brown. Brown back to Osibor. Osibor in the post. Puts the shot up. No good. Tip to Brown. Brown at the three. Yes! It's the three. What a shot. 64-58. March is so close, you can smell it. Texas Tech, TCU, back and forth game. Texas Tech rallies from down ten to win 82-81. Here's Isaacs with a layup on Learfield.
0: Dancing hasn't had much yet. Goes in the left corner for McMillan. Tassad shakes, drives, spins, goes up with a pass to Isaacs' layup. Good. Count that basket. He's fouled.
1: So VCU last night in their game on the road at UMass took more than 11 minutes to make their first shot. They were 0-14 from the field, ended up finishing the half uh, 7-28 of from the field, and really that was the issue. It was too much to come from behind for VCU. They got down too quick, too early in the game, and that cost them... uh, Just a terrible loss last night as the slow start dooms VCU at UMass. Final score, 74-52. Senior guard Joe Bamisil led the way with 13 points off the bench, but I was shocked to see Roosevelt Wheeler getting in the game and actually produce. Here's Rose with a slam. Robbie Robinson on the call. VCU into the front court. Back the other way, Billups. Now Bairstow in the corner near side. Gets the ball on the floor, drives the lane. Bearstow feeds yeah, well, to Wheeler, and Wheeler with the two handed slam. Roosevelt with his first points of 2024, and VCU makes it 34 17. So that's one bright spot right there. Uh, the Rams' center that transferred over to VCU this past offseason uh, gets his first bucket of the season in this conference loss on the road. We mentioned Joe Bamisil. He's been the Rams' spark off the bench. He was just two of eight from three. And, uh, you know, what I love about Joe is it doesn't matter, make or miss, he's going to shoot it next possession if he's open. He's just a walking bucket, and the Rams rely on him to be a bucket getter off the bench. He played 26 minutes last night, finished the game with 13 points and 4 rebounds. Here's Joe Bamisil trying to bring the Rams back in it
2: bamisil has got it left side with 20 seconds to go. The Rams down 38-23. A three by Joe, yes sir.
1: Bamasil strokes a three with 13 seconds left. Now you get a stop down by 12, 38-26, and it looked like VCU was going to cut into this lead here with that run before the break. They go into halftime down by 12, 38 to 26, but UMass just came out swinging. And it was Josh Cohen down low getting easy buckets. He finished with 20 points. Matt Cross gets 18 as the front court for UMass finishes the game with 38 points compared to the front court for VCU. Christian Furman with two, Toby LaWall with six as the Rams lose by 22 on the road. We'll have a chance to rebound as they host St. Joseph's Sunday, February 25th at the Siegel Center with a 4 p.m. tip. Broadcast nationally on CBS Sports Network. But we encourage you all to listen right here on 910 The Fan. Let's talk a little puck on the sports app. Yesterday, we were talking about how great the month of February was for Alex Ovechkin. Check the calendar. Yep, it's still February. Ovi and the Caps win 6-2. to Ovi has... Five shots on goal, 17 minutes, 59 seconds on the ice, and two goals. Here's Ovi on the power play and the call on WJFK. Buck far wing to Oshie, who will carry
3: it in. Right side, center to Strome, and a shot attempt, rebound, Ovechkin scores! It's a two-goal night for Alex Ovechkin, his 16th of the year!
1: That's eight goals in the month of February for OV in eight games. He is on fire. Caps defeat the Devils 6-2. We'll face off against the Lightning tomorrow. Alex Ovechkin here on the hunt for history. Needs 56 goals to tie Wayne Gretzky. 57 to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. Chasing the great ones. 894 The great eight, the Russian machine that never breaks, sitting at 838 career goals. We move over to the Champions League here on the Sports App. As my favorite tournament of the year returns today, round of 16 action today and tomorrow. Uh, Or, excuse me, yesterday and today. Yesterday, Inter Milan took down Atletico Madrid 1-0. Dortmund and PSV tie their first leg of the round of 16 1-1. Two good matchups today. We got to hit up Zach Joachim of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. No, he's a diehard Arsenal fan as they host FC Porto. Tonight, actually, there on the road, that game is in Portugal. And then it is Napoli hosting Barcelona. That's my game day sporting event to watch today. I get off the air at 3 p.m. I will absolutely be racing home to watch the Champions League action. Round of 16, first leg. Napoli against Barcelona as it is going to get interesting in the Champions League here over the next few months. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105-1 FM. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open 833-8040-910 or you can always tweet us throughout the show at 910TheFan or at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. We cross talk with Michael Phillips coming up next. It just takes some time. Welcome back. What up, Richmond? It's Awod here on a Wednesday, February 21st. We'll talk Hokies with Bill Roth at 1:30 on the Cowen Gates Hokies Update. Dave Riggert here on a JMU game day. The Dukes have won six in a row, and they have a game tonight. He'll join us at 2 p.m. and, of course, every Wednesday at 2:15. You guys know we drive down Richmond Highway with the czar Gary Hess. But joining us right now for our first Crosstalk since our trip to Vegas live in person, it's Michael Phillips. What's going on, MP? I just
2: showed you my receipts from Vegas. Yeah, you were. They didn't all clear the uh, expense <laughs> expense reporting system. How about that? Yeah, but how about Bud Light Big Game Week? It was a ten out of ten, Michael. Can I tell you a story from my trip back? Okay, yeah. so we went to the Sphere. We saw you two, um They they funneled you out through the Venetian Hotel, which is very nice, but not built for twenty thousand people. So it's a bit of a cluster. Um, GP's friend, that was GP's friend, Joey, right? right? Yeah, Grant Paulson's friend um, wanted to get a slice of pizza. Yeah, so we like we we were in the food court and you went up to get a drink. <laughs> what happened? It was a I, it was a really <laughs> long line. It was a really long line. I tried
1: to cut the line be, because and it was pay a, with cash.
2: It was a really long line because you ordered your pizza. They put it in the oven. Yeah, they moved you through. Like they tried to sell you cannolis or whatever, and then they. But you just wanted to grab a bottle of water <laughs> and pay for it and get it. And there was a gap too. There was it, a gap. It wasn't just wall to wall. Like there was the bottleneck was at the pizza oven. So you walked to the the gap grabbed a water
1: and and attempted to pay for it. Yes, because I had just watched a woman do that. She paid for five water bottles for all of her friends. She didn't buy any pizza. She didn't wait online. Didn't disrupt the line. Right. Because she didn't want pizza. Yes. But you were rejected. I was rejected twice.
2: (laughs) The person behind the counter told you, don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I, I did. I left before you because my show's earlier. So I, I did the Friday show, went straight to the airport after we cross-talked. Um, I'm at Baja Fresh in the Las Vegas Ooh, airport. I love Baja Fresh. I actually am kind of a Baja Fresh mark. Yeah. Um, got, got a quesadilla. That was Chipotle but, before Chipotle. That's a great pull. It absolutely yeah. was. And they've got the fresh squawk, They've got all the things. Yeah. Um, there's same situation. There's a gap developing between the making <laughs> of the burrito and the paying for the yeah. burrito. Now, I'm in the burrito line there's a woman with her husband um, and she has gone to stand in line and he's telling her, just skip the line, all you're here for is a Pepsi. Um, <laughs> oh, and she goes, same situation. She goes, I can't do that. I couldn't possibly do that. Go, Why not? Goes, it would be rude to the line. So he goes, I'll ask. And he comes up to us, the people waiting for burritos, and says, would you mind if my wife cuts the line? She just needs a Pepsi. And I, I start laughing and I said I'm laughing because this exact situation played out two (laughs) nights earlier in the Venetian hotel and casino um we all said she could cut and get her Pepsi.
1: Oh, there you go. There you so go. maybe I should have just, instead of asking the employee, just asked all the citizens there that were buying pizza. I feel like it's it's a hard thing to say no to. Now, she had said, can I just get
2: chips and salsa? No, get to the back of the line. Yeah. But the Pepsis were sitting out. She grabbed a Pepsi. She paid for it. I got my burrito when I was going to get my burrito anyway. Felt like the right thing to do. I'm not saying,
1: like, I'm citizen of the year or anything, but if you want to nominate me, I wouldn't turn it down. I like it. We're back in the studio for the first time since Vegas. It's Michael Phillips and myself, but we all need to know which one of us lost more money. Stubb, let me hear that sounder for Crosstalk.
3: If I could just have your attention.
2: It's Crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on the fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not Crosstalk, but it sounds like Crosstalk. It's Crosstalk on the fan. Oh, Face Off with Travolta and Nick Cage.
1: But this is Crosstalk. All right, Michael. So I took out, uh, like you, I, I decided to take out a certain amount of cash, and that was it.
2: You don't want to mess around with the ATM there. That's a sign you're in too deep. Yes,
1: especially because it's nine ninety nine. dollars Woo! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> An extra fee. So I took out $400. Mm-hmm. Um... I lost that four hundred dollars. Yeah, quickly. But yes, I did. And v- v- Vegas, I, Vegas gets you hard. Uh, thank goodness for the VCU Rams and the Dayton Flyers. <laughs> I won two different bets on both those teams and got three hundred and sixty dollars back Ooh, in bets. Let's go. So I was down forty dollars. Then I forgot that when I was drunk with you guys at Circa, I took out another one hundred and forty dollars. And I think I lost that in about 30 seconds. Yeah, here's what happened. <laughs> I'm not a roulette guy. Grant Paulson,
2: I love Grant Paul. By the way, one of the treats of Radio Row was watching Grant Paulson work. That guy gets after it. Oh, uh, oh well, that's what I was telling
1: the story of. He was more
2: of a celebrity, you know, than Michael Strahan. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody knows Grant. Yes. Um, He wanted to play roulette. Sure, I'll play roulette with you. I... I- took out $60. It was a $15 minimum every spin of the roulette wheel. Um, you lasted 4 spins. 4 <laughs> spins. 4 spins, $60 yeah. gone. That was my big loss of the trip. That was, that was my my number one loser. Uh, I lost about 60 at the Bellagio poker table that first night. That was a that was a uh, a weird table but there were some good players at that table um did well at caesars came back for another round of cards later and did fine uh then lost our our hundred dollars at blackjack yeah uh on on analytics night did you ever
1: Um, did you ever do the mandalay bay poker room no um you that's my you had told me about it and i'm mad at myself for not going back yeah what do you call a bad poker player what is the, what's a, the term a, a for A fish. A fish? Yeah. It, there were plenty of fish at that table.
2: Oh, see, I, I need
1: some fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know. Need, That's need a how, table I, a I got my dumb chat, my my dumb $100 <laughs> stack up to $400 and should have walked away.
2: You, you and could, then I
1: became the fish. <laughs> you
2: could have been net winner for the trip. Yeah. Like Bud Light Big Game we could have been a profitable endeavor for you. I was never at that point. I, I was down out of the gate and down
1: the rest but of the But I have day. been fiending poker since we got back. Not really blackjack or roulette as much, but poker. I've been hitting up all my friends. I want to do a poker night. Oh, just like a house game? Yeah. I'm so
2: in. Um, our, our guy Cakes needs to hook us up in D.C. one of these days. We'll yeah. go up there and play with him up at National I'll Harbor. I'll throw out the fine. back
1: signal right now because I know Cakes does not listen to this show. Really? Huh, okay. <laughs> so I'll send him huh. a text message and say, hey, MP and I want in on the next Cakes Classic.
2: We do. We yeah. absolutely do. Yeah. Um, house game sounds great, though. L- low stakes, like I don't love that the stakes are so high. You because uh, it's one three at a lot of the tables, which means it's three dollars just to play a hand. Yeah, but basically there are people there who treat it as a one three nine. Like the first oh. move they make is to throw twenty dollars, right, at.
1: or one three ten, right? Like that's what I was dealing with a lot at Mandalay Bay. Where to see the flop? Yeah. it was thirteen dollars basically.
2: I it, I don't know how AWOD runs this house games, but I think I'll get cheaper flops than thirteen dollars. Oh, yeah, d- definitely. Uh, there you go. I'm 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 in. Biz- I want a loyalty card at the AWOD poker at right? the
1: at the uh, at the home games, the house table. I am known for. If I win a big hand, taking my shirt off. It's
2: like my, <laughs> it's like my signature move. <laughs> All right. I, I'll, just, I'll bring some tequila. We'll, uh, there look, we go. The, that way we, we can duplicate uh, you know, you you going up, then going back down. Yeah. Um, I, I feel good as the night goes on in that scenario.
1: So we are less than a, way, a month away from the A-10 tournament in Brooklyn. You'll be going to Washington, D.C. for the ACC tournament. Uh, so we'll have you covered here, both ends of the dial, 9, 10 a.m., 105, 1 FM, from 10 to noon, MP on the ACC from 12-3 to on the A-10, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, The problem is is that the local schools kind of keep losing. I can't believe Virginia got blown out by Virginia Tech. We were texting before the game, and I said i'll I'll take UVA plus the points. There's gotta there there has
2: to be an explanation for that, right? Like I know UVA has lost and lost bad in their in their events, but you know, when they've lost this year, they've really lost, but man, it's it's it was that was as bad as it's been for sure.
1: Well, look, here's the thing is that the crowd was bumping. They had already lost to Virginia earlier in the season, and I feel like, you know, when both the schools are decent, you can pretty much lock in they're going to steal a game from each other. Yeah. Right? And a, that's a split's what happened. Fine.
2: A split's fine, but a split like that is not fine. No.
1: It was 32 points. Right, and it was one of those games where you were like, what kind of offense is UVA running? Right? Because they run around and they take 30 seconds to get a bad shot. Like you could take a bad shot five seconds into the shot clock. Yeah, and one of the reasons you know I was really
2: high on this team this year. They weren't preseason top twenty five. I said I really like this team. I felt like there was enough talent to transcend those normal UVA issues, and I still think there is. They've got they've got Ryan Dunn. They've got McNeely. They've like they've got players on well, this team. They're
1: missing. I think his name was Keaton Shedrick, right? He was on the team last year. I think he transferred to Texas, maybe. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to take a leap forward because I think it's the same thing about a lot of the schools that we cover. Like, same with VCU and same with Virginia Tech. They're kind of soft inside. Now, Lynn Kidd had a great game for the Hokies, but when he disappears, they lose, too. I just looked this up by the way. You might be
2: in Brooklyn way later than I'm in DC. Uh Tech's in Pillow Fight Tuesday right now.
1: No, no way. Yeah,
2: if uh if the tournament started today, Tech could be on Pillow Fight Tuesday. Hey, you know what?
1: I might have to come to DC for that because I'm oh, taking on your way. I'm taking the train out of DC. I'm not taking the Richmond one cuz that's like 7 hours. It's two and a half from D.C. Yeah, the killer is
2: they stop at Union Station and it's we have to right. like re- And they, yeah, re- they hook, smoke
1: a cigarette, they drink re- a bagel,
2: and have some coffee. They literally have to rehook up the engine. Oh,
1: the, I so didn't
2: know it was that complicated. The, the engine from D.C. to Boston is electric, but it's a gas engine from D.C. down to Raleigh. So uh, they literally have to change out the engine of the train. And that's
1: why you're sitting there for over an hour, basically. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I, I will go up, get Shake Shack, come back down, and not miss the train.
1: Really? The, yeah,
2: that, that, that's one of you my moves. Love to
1: take risks like that. That's one of like my moves. You show up at the airport
2: late too, Uh dude. That almost burned me on the Vegas trip. Oh, really? They left <laughs> that pl- our our plane left like thirty minutes before takeoff time. <laughs> the, the Breeze flight, lovely flight by the way. I'm, yeah. I'm
1: pro Breeze, but it was like an eight o'clock flight. Oh, breeze is a hundred <clears throat> times better than Spirit. I found that out.
2: Yeah, Breeze is a winner. I'm, yeah. I'm pro Breeze. It was scheduled to leave at eight. They were pulling back at seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. That's they weren't messing around. Look, if you say eight, I need you to mean eight. It's, it, I get that, like, the door's closed 10 minutes before departure or
1: whatever, and 30's aggressive. Yeah, I, I am I am happy to announce I made it back from Vegas with my laptop because thanks to the, the new uh, TSA line, you didn't have to take your laptop out of the backpack this time. Uh, Vegas had Stop, it. That's a win right there. That's Be- a
2: win. Vegas had it going on, yeah, yeah. in so many ways. Uh, you had the red eye. Yeah. I, I haven't asked you yet. How did that go?
1: Uh, I didn't sleep. You yeah. Yeah. It wasn't great, but yeah. we, we made it back, I want to say, in like four hours and 15 minutes. Like, it was crazy quick.
2: That's almost a bad amount of red-eye time. It
1: was, it was <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I woke up, and I was like, man, I didn't get much sleep. And they are like, we're 30 minutes away from landing. I was like, all right.
2: We just took off.
1: Yeah, and I got home. I think I slept. It was not a four-hour from, hour flight there. Oh, no. I slept from like 7 a.m. to like 8 p.m.
2: I want to say it was a six-hour flight there.
1: Yeah four hours yeah let's go I don't know how they did it
2: all right yeah. they, the pilot hit the gas yeah it's always my favorite the pilot is we're gonna make up the time in the air like yeah. I need you always making up the maximum amount of time like whatever the fastest is that's how fast I need you going
1: yep and if you missed any of our Vegas trip Michael Phillips did a great job blogging a lot of the best bits that we did you can read that the fanrichmond.com. We'll check in with you tomorrow. I'll
2: look forward to it. I'll be here. Yep. In that's studio. Cross Talk
1: with Michael Phillips. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, and we're always available around the country on the go with the free Odyssey app. Download it today, A U D A C Y. And just search 910 The Fan to hear us live and local here in Richmond Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. You can always check out the Washington Wizards games here on 910 The Fan with the radio party hosted by Dave Johnson. He's the play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards, and he joins us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline.
3: What's up, Dave? Well, uh, we're here in Denver. We we start the, I don't want to say second half of the season, which is only 28 games left. Uh, You know, anytime you hit an all-star break, it makes it sound like it's dividing up the season in half, and that's not the way it works. But, uh, you know, and I know he's one of your favorite players, and and he's been mine since he's been in the league, quite frankly, because of the way he plays defense. But uh, I'm just excited to see how this season finishes for Denny Abia, because from the opening tip of this season, after he got a four-year contract extension, he has played with the attitude that says, you know what, it's great to be wanted. And he he said that, and look, and we all feel that, in all our listeners, when your when your boss or your your employer makes you feel wanted, uh, in many cases, you want to go out and give that that extra. And and um, you know, not that he wasn't before; he's been a hard worker since the beginning. But he has certainly rewarded uh, the wizards uh, in their with their in their faith in him with his play. No,
1: you're certainly right about that. I'll be having an eye on Denny Avdia and Bilal Kulabali throughout the uh, second half of this NBA season. But we have to get to the All-Star festivities, Dave. I mean, you know, the conversation was all around the sports world yesterday. Every sports radio station, it felt like, had their own take on this. How do we fix the All-Star game? It was just
3: not competitive. Well, the problem is... uh yeah, I, I mean, my personal opinion is the only All Star Game that that really works is is the, the Major League Baseball All Star Game because of the you know you can get hurt in baseball, but let's face it, that's why they play 162 games. You 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 know the chances of getting hurt are not that great. I, I mean, look, all sports have tried to do. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, The Pro Bowl is not even a Pro Bowl anymore. Is it flag football? I've lost track. Right, it's flag
0: football.
3: <laughs> uh, right, because you know, needless to say, football is is, is <laughs> yeah, it's great at the time when when we grew up and uh, you know, the Pro Bowl was always that trip to Hawaii and, and etc. But yeah, great, you go to Hawaii and you blow out your knee and you never play again in the NFL. So uh, you know, the same thing with hockey. It's a contact sport and. Um, and I think they've tried various formats in hockey and, and people can correct me if i I'm wrong because at one point it was thought it was team world against team u s a or, or whatever they've tried to do so it's it's very difficult because it's it's like it's almost contradictory the same uh, as it becomes a part of sports talk radio we talk about well you know the championships and winning a ring and et cetera those that's the important stuff or trophies uh but then we we you know then <laughs> do you really want these people to uh, you know, compete that hard in in the All Star game. That's um, uh, you know, and it's even Look, baseball. I mean, correct me again if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember uh, because my mind is is lost now here in Denver at the altitude, and I'm not uh, thinking as <laughs> clearly. But but then, but you know, baseball. It wasn't the winner of the All Star game that that league got the home field advantage in the yeah. World Series for a yeah. while. Yeah. So uh, it's it's triggered lots of of tinkering, and I, I think part of it is also. Uh, you know uh, you think about major, the all-star game League baseball all-star game uh, once upon a time and, and to our younger listeners this will blow them away but you didn't get to see uh, the other league's players you heard about them you read about them but, but there wasn't 900 cable channels and not everything there wasn't YouTube and not uh, so it was it was it was exciting you know you got to you know I, I'm a child of the 70s slash 80s so you got, that, you got to see, wow, it's pretty cool to see what, what that stadium looks like. Or uh, I, I just think it, it, it's now because uh, it, these all these stars are, are so accessible, it, it, it makes it less of a mystique. You know, not to uh, um, you know, give a, a, a shout-out to MLS, what they have done. Well, to give a shout-out to MLS, but to make their All-Star game competitive, their, their All-Stars... And and they have their all stars going up against a European or well, basically it's been a European team like Major League Soccer all stars played Arsenal last year. There's been Chelsea, and that game you can say, well, we're not going to compete. But once they get out there, the the, those European teams are in their preseason and they want to get some time in. It's a short preseason, and they're they're naturally become (coughs) all right. We're going up against Arsenal, Uh, and, and you know, quite frankly they play at a high level and you do worry about about injury but it, it's it's i really don't this is a long-winded answer that you did, probably didn't want but it's just i don't know how you fix it because um nobody wants to get hurt and the way these players are the basketball players i i the way they i see it every night and they play at such a high intense level which which makes uh the nba so exciting uh, and you wonder there's not more injuries um, uh, but you certainly you don't want it, you know, an all-star to go down, and then that ruins uh, the team's season. So I, I, I really don't have an answer for how yeah. you make it more competitive. I don't think, you know, somebody said, well, make, you know, the, again, like baseball did, make the winning. Uh, you know, provide some incentive t- toward postseason, but I, you know, that I think cheapens the regular season. Yeah,
1: no, I don't like that, but I do think the MLS kind of did it right with their format of our all stars against Europe, and I think you know maybe the NBA could do you know USA against international guys with Jokic and Giannis leading the way against LeBron. Maybe that would work, but you know what's frustrating is Dr. J and Larry Bird and other Hall of Famers talked to the players before the game about the importance of the competitiveness in this All Star game and you just saw none of that. I sh- I started my show Saturday in D.C. before the slam dunk contest and three-point contest with the take that social media has ruined the dunk contest because now you see all the highlights on Twitter. You used to have to watch it live. I think you what? could argue the same thing as with the All-Star game. You know, uh, Growing up, you didn't get to see the Houston Rockets. You didn't get to see Tracy McGrady what? and Orlando. Now what? every game is televised and so many games are on national TV. You've seen these stars before. But, Dave, here's my crazy idea. I think they need to go back to the root of the sport, which is players who grew up playing basketball have all played make it, take it, blacktop basketball. Right. When you lose, you sit down. And that sucks. When you lose, you have to sit there. So maybe right. incorporate that element. So I have an idea of 20 all-stars, four teams of five, and it's a round robin. When you're the team that loses,
3: you five sit down and have to watch for a quarter. No, you know what? That's very that's very good and that's very innovative and that's as you just point out that that brings it back to to the the uh, the roots for all these players
0: because mm-hmm.
3: they all went through that and you know my partner on radio Glenn Totsler talks about uh, you know just how, far, how hard they fought uh, because of what you were talking about in, in the you know he was in the playgrounds in New York and you know you didn't want to sit out yeah. uh, you wanted to stay on the court and you really had to fight to stay on the court so that, that's I could see that concept, and why not, you know, try something like that? Uh, because look, I, I also think, as as you talk about Dr. J and et cetera, you know, once upon a time, you know, it, 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 these guys were not paid what they are now, in, in all sports, it's not just basketball. So, you know, back in the '70s, you know, if you got extra money for winning the All Star game, you know, that meant a lot. Yeah, you know, because that's you were you were not making life changing you know, I'm going to retire on this money. Not even the, you know, uh, uh, they're still in the seventies. They're making good money, but not, you know, so yeah, if you, you, I don't know what the bonuses were back then, but if you got an extra 15,000 for winning the all-star game, that was big. Yeah. And so, but, but you're not going to do it with money incentives. So what you just described, um, i would not heard that kind of thought that's really outside the box you better get on the uh, email trail with the commissioner that's a good idea
1: <laughs> yeah Adam Silver we, we share a name come on let's get in touch yeah. uh, so you're in Denver for the Wizards against the Nuggets tomorrow at 9pm the radio party begins uh, have you had a chance to talk to Bilal Kulabali about his experience at All-Star Weekend
3: yeah, he he just you know he he's such a sweet kid and just he he just loved it and and it really as I said, with, with, I think I hope listeners and fans appreciate it. It's it's the uh, the really the only times I've I've seen him let himself uh, you know let his guard down and smile a lot and just uh, because it 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 really is for him living a dream uh, that he you know never thought possible and suddenly he's a you know. Uh, an all-star game and when I say you know showing the smile that's what I talk about as he's gone about his business this season as a rookie in this league he is he is very business-like if he slam dunk, it's great a poster dunk uh no change of emotion he messes up no change of emotion he's he's just stayed very locked in and, and I think everybody has been so impressed with his maturity beyond his years and um, again, I think I shared with you that Kevin Seraphin, who was one once our yeah. um, once a wizard, had, had said to him, you know, uh, before he came to the NBA. And Kevin could say this because he is French. He said, "Don't play like a scared Frenchman." In other words, don't come to the NBA um, and and mentally, uh, be, you know, become defeated before you physically become defeated. So he's certainly been mentally strong all year and and I, I you know we're all hoping he has a, 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 a continues what he's doing uh, and I'm just and I think the Wizards have brought him along at at the right pace people were saying well why don't you start him or this or, you know again I think we need to appreciate he's a he's a 19 he's still 19 yeah he's still 19 and and I, I like that's why I like the way um, when I say the way they brought him along it's not been with kid gloves he's been given some of the toughest defensive assignments in this league, period, because he can guard four players. Um, but I think it's also important, to, you know, don't burn them out because whether it's college or these guys coming from Europe, they're coming from, let's face it, 30 game seasons. 35 games if you're really good and win the NCAA title or you do well in the Euro League or, or whatever, 40 games. You know, we're about to hit game, whatever I said, fifty three, fifty four, um, or something like that. I mean, already we've played more basketball in a condensed period than he's ever seen in his life. Right. So and the games are longer. Important. Yeah. And the games are longer. So it's, it's and you know, there's more uh, the travel, the games are, you're not playing two games a week. You know, you sometimes you're playing, you know, three and, well, we're playing three, uh, three games in three cities and four nights coming up, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday in D.C. So, um, you know, when, when people ask that question, it, it, that's why when you're just 19 years old and you're a rookie in this league, you know, it does, you need to remember what they're going from, too. And it's a big, big jump.
1: Yep. But I'll have my eye on the Wiz kids Corey Kispert, 24 years old, Denny Avdia, 23, and the youngster, Bilal Koulibaly, over the second half of the NBA season. Dave, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much.
3: I Keep, keep, putting out that all-star idea. I like that. That's outside the box. Hey, That's, spread
1: the word. Uh, tell Glenn Consor about it.
3: <laughs> no, uh, we're, we're, we're going to talk well, and he'll relate to that because yeah. uh, he, he's told me enough stories about his playground days, so <laughs> I'll, I'm going to definitely tell him about this. All Thank right. you so much.
1: That's Dave Johnson. Right. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Right. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105. One FM Phone lines are open. You could be the quarterback of this segment. Give us your thoughts. 833-804-0910. Who do you want the commanders to draft number two overall? The upcoming NFL draft. 833-804-0910. We've got the Richmond commander taking your phone calls every day at 1 p.m. You can always tweet us at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio if you call in. Stubb will get your information and get you on the air. What's going on, Stubb? hey
0: What's
1: what's new with you, man?
0: Uh we did we did some trivia last night out okay. of buddies. We've been doing it more weekly now. Uh we got 16th place out of 17 teams. It was it was our worst showing. Really? So far. Yeah, it was not a good night for Do us. Do you
1: remember any of the questions?
0: Uh, I can stew on it. Uh, there yeah, was, stew on I, it. I'd I, love to answer one of them. I missed both movie questions, which was disappointing. Oh, that is. Because that's that kind of really what you're known for. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a Zoolander question, and it, it was what stare does he use at the end? The, I said what is it? Blue Steel, but that's not the one he uses at the end. It's Magnum that he uses at the end. Ah. Uh, I've seen the movie twice. I was disappointed in myself. Uh, we're at a point now where if you're in the top three, you get like points. Up until June mm-hmm. And if you have enough points You can play like professional trivia
1: Oh there you go Yeah
0: like it's like a ranked league thing So
1: you're working towards it. I'm that.
0: working towards it We haven't gotten third yet so, so we're we're not We don't have any points yet Yeah uh, We have to come
1: out to uh, My neck of the woods Three Notch does a trivia night yeah. I'll oh. bring my crew To challenge your crew
0: Okay well, Or maybe you bring yours to buddies.
1: Eh, it's a bit of a walk. It's, you know? <laughs>
0: it's the same
1: walk for no, me.
0: I, what, what night do you do, buddies? Is uh, it always Tuesdays. Wednesday? It's always Tuesday. Oh, it's always Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Awesome. Have you been to Friday Cheers? No. Really?
0: I haven't heard Have of you it. Heard of, you've never heard no, of No, I've of, never heard of, of. Heard of Friday so of
1: Cheers. So you grew up in Richmond. Haven't heard of Friday Cheers. I, I grew Cheers. up in
0: Midlow. Ah. We didn't hit the city <laughs> that often. Okay,
1: so the concert series is going on its 39th season Uh, It takes place downtown every year, and so it's Friday's. It returns Browns Island May 3rd with an all-new lineup of artists. It's presented by Hardywood Park Craft Brewery, and there's just something about the buzz for Friday Cheers that I get excited for, all my friends like to go. It's just it, it's like a Richmond thing. Okay. Oh, you got nothing to do on Friday? Let's go to Friday. Cheers, downtown uh, Browns Island, and, and see some good music. And so uh, the lineup is out. We'll tweet it out at nine ten the fan at A Radio. I don't really recognize many of the artists, but the, the tickets are ten dollars in advance, fifteen dollars okay. at the door. It's not expensive at all, and it's always it's a good hangout every time I go. And really, I just love. Any kind of event on Browns Island, like it's yeah, just—it's so peaceful. The the setup is so great, so it's it's not too too big, but it's right. not small. You can kind of spread out and also bring blankets for the floor, you know, for the grass yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's a—that's uh, my favorite place to to go see a concert. In I've
0: done town. a couple uh, camel concerts. you've okay. you been down to the camel. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close to the Siegel Center. I have yeah. a, I have a buddy used to be my roommate that. Uh, plays bass for oh, nice. Bone Machine. Okay. They, they've headlined a couple nights down there. Very
1: cool. Uh, what, is, what else did you want to bring up today? I know you were talking to a story about people moving to Richmond.
0: Yes. Uh, the, the numbers of, of Washington, D.C. Uh, residents moving down to Richmond, Winchester area in the last eight years has doubled. Eww. And a lot of this seems to be due to the, the virtual work that people are doing. I, I know one of my friends is looking for a job in D.C. that's virtual that yeah. they can do here because housing costs are like half. Yeah. Food costs are like half.
1: I mean, I talked about this a little bit Monday. My, my friend Kevin literally just moved from Vienna Virginia to Richmond because he's got a remote job and he wanted to buy property. The article says yep. the Richmond region has seen the greatest influx of new residents in its history over the last three years. If you go back three years, I'm one of those people too. You are. Right? Yeah, I you came are. from Arlington um, to Richmond. And I will say, most of them are moving to like the Scott's Edition area. It yeah. feels like Scott's Edition is almost uh, Arlington, Virginia 2.0. It's almost turned into Clarendon. <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah. the rates for living there are, are crazy the the food is getting more and more expensive they keep opening up more expensive spots i'm like can you throw a dive bar yeah, in that's here why please? i don't go to
0: your neck of the woods all right <laughs> i stay in my museum district i can still get a a, a pimento philly for under ten dollars at right. buddies yeah you don't have to go to lunch supper or
1: taza kitchen <laughs> yeah. or brenner pass where it's you know 95 a meal yeah it's it's too expensive in that area yeah we're, we're but it's getting... the best place to walk though like that's what I will always say is you just have so many food options or drink options when you're hungry or thirsty.
0: I museum's good too. It's you pretty can your your walking distance is Carey Street. Yeah. So that's uh, you know, that's Cary Town, which is a bit more expensive and But I got the my walking triangle. distance for
1: that is a quarter of a mile. For me, it's right outside my door. Fair enough. You know what Fair I mean? N- that's yeah, the difference. Yeah, that's like I'm literally on top of the places. Right. Which is why you you know, pay an arm and a leg. Yeah, right. but
0: I yeah, I don't want to you
1: just. said there was a new restaurant opening yes, near yeah. you.
0: So the Izzy's kitchen in the Devil's Triangle is it was is being bought out by, like, a like a famous Lynchburg diner that they have a couple of locations. So I'm excited for that because Izzy's Kitchen was, was, like, the priciest restaurant right. there, so we never went. There was like a couple br- of...
1: <laughs> Stub just does not leave the Devil's Triangle. No, it's I don't. It's kind of, like, where you <laughs> it's, live. It's where I- that's where you operate. I love that That's where place. you work when you're <laughs> driving around.
0: Yeah, we I do trivia there every night, and yeah. every week I, I get a sub from Ariana's. <laughs> <laughs> if my parents visit, I take them to a, a nicer restaurant over there. Oh, there we go. So I'm excited to get some, like, breakfast food, some diner food, probably pretty cheap.
1: You know what? I'm I, I'm looking to try and I think it just started soon. Uh, it's definitely open now in Carytown. Burton's Grill and Bar. Have you been past no. that? It's right next to Torchy's Tacos. Okay. Yeah, it's like the that's the Carytown like extended. I forget what yeah. they call it, but it's like Torchy's and uh, Burton's Grill. There's a few other places. Like the K barbecue area. Well, it's where Carytown Burgers and Fries kind of used to be. Used to be. I think okay. they call it Carytown Exchange actually.
0: So like the CVS kind of area yeah, that yeah, oh yeah, okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean it's just just so much popping up in Richmond. Yeah, like in Scott's Edition, they're building two more apartment complexes right next to mine. They just opened up a new oyster bar. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's crazy yeah. the amount of construction. And it's because of all these damn yeah, New Orleans moving are here. are moving here, right? I mean, the Diamond District, we talked about Raising Cane opens yeah. up. I can't wait for that Chipotle to open up. Oh, I That'll didn't know about good. that.
0: Yeah. yeah, And, and the, the article mentions if, if these companies are like, sorry, we're not doing virtual anymore. It's not COVID. What is that going to do to the city? Right. That will right. be so bad if everyone has to move back. Well, I
1: just, I could imagine people just saying, screw it. I'm going to make an hour and a half drive every day. Because I love, I love my neighborhood and I love That's my house. The
0: worst drive in America. Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> I think that that, that was like polled. Like, here's it, the thing: is
1: I just, I don't think big companies are going to be able to reel everyone back into yeah. coming to the office every day.
0: Yeah, if you just put down like a mortgage on a house for right. your virtual job well, in it's, Richmond, it's you're not. So,
1: it's so interesting because like Richmond's on the rise, while DC is collapsing. Yeah, and Ted Leonsis is trying to take my favorite team <laughs> out of DC. It's going to ruin Chinatown and Gallery Place. And so and and the reason he's doing that is because those office buildings are empty now. Yeah, Because just all the people that used empty. to go to those offices <laughs> now they live in the West End. Now, you know, now they live in Libby Mill. <laughs> it's, it's just wild. Ugh, I, tell
0: you, I I certainly can't do this job virtually. Yeah, <laughs> I, no. I never have that coming up. No, no, you don't. No.
1: As, as good as you know, technology would get with radio, and, and technically there are some like work from home boards you could do. It just it won't have the same vibe.
0: Yeah, I don't have enough room in my house for the setup. No, oh really? <laughs> you know, like I, I would I would have room to you put this big board in your living yeah room. I guess I put it in my quote-unquote dining room yeah there's a table in <laughs> like I don't have an <laughs> office <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel you on that.
1: Phone lines are open if you want to chime in, 833 804 833 804 Still to come on this show today, we'll talk JMU Dukes with Dave Riggert at 2 p.m. Hokies with Bill Roth on the Cowan Gates Hokies update on the fan. It's the Richmond Commander and mock draft season coming up next.